Well, grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. In our epistle reading for today from 2 Timothy, two men are going through a very difficult, but very dark time. Paul, the evangelist and the apostle, God's instrument, who had done so much to bring the good news of sins forgiven in Christ Jesus to the Gentiles, now sits in a dungeon, literally in chains. Constant reminder that he is not free. Now, you might think, eh, no big deal. There's a lot of these kind of instances in the New Testament, right? Where people are jailed and then there's a jail break, right? It happens quite often. It actually happened to Paul before where he had been imprisoned and managed to continue his ministry. Um, Not this time. And Paul and Timothy, right, the two people, knew it. They knew it. Not this time. Paul would not be released. In fact, he would be executed. That's what was coming. And that was terrifying for Timothy. Timothy uh, was someone who Paul had mentored and taught and led and established as a leader at the church in Ephesus. And Timothy always had Paul to rely on, right? And now that would be changing. And that was scary. That was a scary time. With Paul imprisoned, what would the future hold for the church? What would the future hold for Timothy? And if Paul died, then what? What am I going to do? What are we going to do? So Paul writes a letter. Right? Paul writes a letter. And Paul writes a letter with heartfelt concern out of his young apprentice, Timothy. And here's how he started it in our lectionary reading for this this morning. You then, my child, be strengthened by the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And what you have heard from me in the presence of many witnesses, then entrust to faithful men. Right? Pass it on, remember it, and then remind others. Remember it, then remind others. That's what you're to do. And not only that, he did what he told Timothy, what I told the kids. That in this difficult time, don't focus on me. Focus on Jesus. Remember something that you've probably forgotten in this dark time. Remember Jesus Christ risen from the dead. How many of us do that? When we're going through dark episodes, I mean really dark episodes, or even inconveniences. All right, think about it. My Lord is ruling and reigning. He's watching over me. He's victorious over sin, death, and the power of the devil. Uh, We don't remember it, you know. We maybe sometimes barely want to acknowledge it on Sunday. All right, yeah. Paul says, no, remember it. In your daily life, remember it. 
Remember Jesus Christ, risen from the dead, offspring of David, as preached in my gospel. I mean, we understand it, don't we? The, 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 the situation that's happening here. Things look dire, right? Things look dire for Paul. He's, he's not going to be with the church anymore. But Jesus is. Always. Paul himself is contained, right? He's limited in what he can do. The power of the gospel is not. Right? Those seeds that Paul had planted will continue to grow, will continue to spread, will continue to bear fruit by the power of the Holy Spirit. Remember Jesus Christ, he says, risen from the dead, the offspring of David, as preached in my gospel, for which I am suffering, bound with chains like a criminal. I mean, put yourself in this position. I mean, we're talking a dungeon here. We're not talking, you know, light, kind of, oh, well, he's under house arrest. He's in a dungeon. He's bound in chains. I'm suffering, I'm bound with chains as a criminal. But then he says this, but, but, the Word of God is not bound. And behind that, our Lord. Our Lord is not bound. Remember Jesus Christ risen from the dead. And it's interesting because while Timothy is kind of worried, Paul's not. He's not. He says this while he's suffering. He's not like, poor me. This really could have gone, this really went sideways, and boy, this isn't what I signed up for, you know. No, he says this. Therefore, I endure everything for the sake of the elect, that they, may, that they also may obtain the salvation that is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. So what is he saying? He's saying that amid his suffering, amid all these horrible things, that the thing that matters the most is the gospel. It brings hope. It brings hope to dark situations. Right? It's okay. Boy, we do well to do that with our kids, with our families, with others who are suffering. Remind them of Jesus Christ risen from the dead. Maybe they can take it to heart, maybe they can't, but... But it's crazy because circumstances just often dictate kind of kind of how we feel about the day, you know. And they can really affect how you think about someone, relate to someone, and what they mean to you, right? Now I didn't want to use this illustration. I took it out of this sermon several times because I don't want to I don't want to I don't want us to feel superior or anything like this. But I ran into this uh, thing online, boy, the things you find on the internet, right? <laughs> and there's a woman and her sister-in-law, they're always kind of at odds, you know? There's just a tumultuous relationship there, right? And she decides that she's going to her niece's birthday party, but in the course of the birthday party, she gets so annoyed with the sister-in-law that she takes her gift and leaves, right? Now, I'm not casting disparagement on that person. I'm really not. I'm trying not to. And again, I really didn't want to include it. But you can see how things 
happen in our lives. And you can't say that this doesn't happen to you. I've seen it happen to everyone. Oh, that person did this again. Circumstances can change how we feel about someone and how we relate to them, what they mean to us. And when that relationship goes through a difficult time, right, there can be distance then, of course. And maybe that's how we feel when it comes to God. Right? When God isn't doing what we think He should be doing, or doesn't stop something from happening that we think should, He should stop from happening, or make something come true that we hope comes true. Maybe we wonder if He cares or if He's even there at all. Right? And maybe this is kind of what Timothy's going through. Man, this Paul, I mean, think of all the churches he planted. Think of all the good he did. And, and look at where he's at. If God really cared about it, this wouldn't be happening, right? Paul directs our attention to Jesus. Right? Things shouldn't have went that way either. Think of all that he endured for the sake of the elect. I mean, he more so than Paul, Right? Why? So sins could be forgiven. So people could receive everlasting life. The Word of God is not bound, and Jesus Christ is living. Circumstances can change how we feel about someone, how we relate to them, and what they mean to us. When we go through good times, right? When there's a lot going on in our life, it's easy to forget about God and what He provides for us, right? Or those who we love, even. So I can use my own experience for this um, and not throw somebody else under the bus, right? I'm sorry to that person out there on the internet. Um, so, when I would come home from college, um, I used, you know, I usually tell my parents that I was coming. And they would always have, waiting for me, a really nice meal, right? I mean, really nice. Loaded bratwurst, I know. <laughs> Loaded bratwurst or, or a lasagna or dad would barbecue, you know, he'd have steaks or pork steaks or, or chicken, something going. And uh, boy, that was nice. And you know what I would do? I would gulp it down and be off with my friends. And then, you know, then I'd come back and I'd find another meal waiting. <laughs> and I'd find my clothes washed and, fold, and folded up in my bag. And, and then, you know what I would do? Off I'd be again with my friends until it was time to go back to school. You know, we can be like that with, with God. We can forget. His love and care for us. Take it for granted. right? Just not treasure it. And that's what's happening in the gospel lesson. So now you've got the opposite problem. right? When things go bad, we can go to a certain place. When things go good, we can go to a certain place. That's what's happening in the gospel lesson today. Anyway, in today's epistle lesson, Paul writes about Jesus saying, if we are faithless, he remains faithful, for he cannot deny himself. So what does this mean? Have you ever thought about what that means? It's kind of like, I don't understand what that means. It's interesting. 
If we're faithless, he remains faithful. What does it mean? He cannot deny himself. Well, uh, this comes from what we think is, uh, what scholars think is, is an ancient hymn. And let's personalize it. So we think it's from an ancient hymn. We're not sure that Paul, what Paul's quoting from. But let's personalize it a little bit. Okay? If I am faithless, he remains faithful, for he cannot deny himself. Right? Now, there's plenty of times my parents were upset with me, you know, and were disappointed and things like this, right, for all that they did and provided. But Jesus is never fickle and never flighty. He is love, okay? He is love. He doesn't base his love for you on your love for him. He doesn't base his efforts or his favor on what you do for him. Even when you don't seek him, even when you don't love him, even when you don't give him proper thanks, even if you don't acknowledge him, even if you slight him, even if you are plagued by all these annoyances and you question you know, what he's doing, even when you do all these things, Jesus still uh, loves you and wants you to receive that love. And so, a lot of this we see in this uh, historical narrative of the ten lepers. On his way to Jerusalem, Jesus is passing between Samaria and Galilee. Uh, And as he enters a village, he's met by these ten lepers, right? Who stand at a distance. They're supposed to. They're unclean. um, Possibly communicable, right? And they stand at a distance. And they say all the right words. Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. Or they acknowledge Him. To what, to what depths they understand it, I'm not sure. But have mercy on us. Like, you can do something about You can do something about this. Right? That's the expectation. Have mercy on us. Right? We're stuck. Help us out. When he saw them, he said to them, go and show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. So the priest can't provide the remedy, but he can examine right between clean and unclean and say, yeah, you're good to reenter normal life and society. So as they go, they're cleansed, right? Jesus speaks the word and the lepers are healed physically. But what about spiritually? Man, they had just been touched. They had, they had just had this wonderful encounter with Jesus. And he had proven who he said he was by doing this just incredible miracle. And yet it meant nothing to them. I mean, not nothing. Yeah, they're grateful to get back to life. They're grateful to get back to reality. They're grateful to get back to society. But they miss the significance of, of our Lord loving them. They miss it. They just whoop. How often is that us? That's us so often. I hear people saying all the time, you know, I went to church for 20 years and I finally got it. I finally got it. It's not about 
how I love Him. It's how He loves me and how much I need to be reminded of the fact. This is the same Gospel lesson that is for Thanksgiving Day. And we can make this about, um, you know, maybe we think, maybe we hear it from a human perspective. Oh man, better be thankful or you don't know what's going to happen, right? We've got to be thankful to kind of manipulate God to do what He does. No, it's remembering. It's remembering and reminding others how much God loves us in Christ Jesus, right? So it's not manipulating or things like that, right? They're cleansed on the way there. Jesus speaks, they're cleansed, and he doesn't take that miracle back. He's disappointed, but not for his own sake, for their sake. They've missed out on the significance of his love given directly to these people who are stuck. He laments that they've missed God coming in the flesh. Right? They had an interaction with him. And they just missed it. They just And how often do we do that? Right? Because he's promised to be present every time we meet, every time we hear his word, every time we receive his sacraments, we just miss it. Jesus really wants to, to love us. He wants to open our hearts and minds to our sinful, broken condition and recognize our need for Him, and recognize also the depths of God's love for each and every one of us. In today's readings, Timothy, understandably, was going to miss Paul. He's going to miss him. How could you not? Nine lepers missed their normal lives, right? They all forgot about Jesus. Forgot. It seems that whatever circumstances in which we find ourselves, good or bad, we need to remember our Savior who is always faithful. Constant. Right? And more importantly, we need to remember that what He has in store for us What He has prepared for us is greater than any difficulty, but also greater than any earthly happiness. Remember Jesus Christ risen from the dead. That is our hope in good times and in bad. Immediate circumstances might change the way that you feel about God. But it doesn't change the way that He feels about you. And immediate circumstances will change. But Christ's victory can never be undone. That is Paul's message to Timothy. His love for you does not change. The hope that you have in him should not change. And so Paul gives us a trustworthy saying, and I'll leave you with this, with Paul's words to Timothy, as Paul is ready to face the gallows. If we had died with him, we will also live with him. If we endure, we will also reign with Him. If we deny Him, He will deny us. If we are faithless, He remains faithful, for He cannot deny Himself. Amen.
And may the peace which surpasses all human understanding guard your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus. Amen.